Blessed be your name, O Lord. We thank you, Jesus. I want you to listen to the Spirit of God in you. Father, we exalt you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, we are worshiped. Amen. Tonight, we're going to go in a little bit further in the, in the things of the Spirit of God. I have been sharing with you about the Holy Spirit, but we are focusing during this meeting on the gift of prophecy and the ministry of angels. Why is the Holy Spirit focusing our attention to the gift of prophecy and the ministry of angels? The reason is because we went through it together. In the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28, when it says, And afterwards I will pour my Spirit upon all people. The first thing it says is that sons and daughters will prophesy. And you and I are very concerned about the fact that the first thing the Holy Spirit said we should do, that is what we least do in the church. And I recognize the fact that from what the Holy Spirit is telling us, is because many believers do not understand what prophetic is, the gift of prophecy. It's a gift that operates in you all the time, even without your knowledge. There were some times in the church I have said to people that um, engage somebody, somebody standing uh, sitting by by you who you never knew before and start praying for them. And when they start praying for those those people, at the end of it I said that, did you hear your mate praying what you have in your heart? And that was exactly what happened. The first day I did it in church, everybody was amazed at. So what I was praying, not very conscious of what I was saying, the things I was saying is just the heart of the other person. And so we recognize by evidence that every Christian do prophesy. Especially when you have to pray for somebody that you do not know. Somebody that has never discussed his life with you. You don't know anything about his life. Really, on each time I did that, some people who, you know, who always look at themselves that, you know, I, I cannot prophesy. If you ask them, do you prophesy? They will say no. Can you prophesy? They will say no. They were shocked that the other party is saying to them that you have just spoken my mind. You know, those are the things I've been asking God for. You have just spoken. So, but yesterday I took you to a higher dimension of that that will bring your consciousness up and help you to know that there are three various streams to prophetic gifts or the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. The gift of prophecy, you can make prophetic declaration. And we looked very well into prophetic declaration yesterday, looking at the life of Jehoshaphat and Elijah especially. And then you can also come under unction. Like when you are praying for somebody and you were just praying and you didn't know that what you were praying for that person is what the Holy Spirit was saying. That is about the life of the person. You are saying it in your prayer. That is utterance. Utterance is not just when someone says, Thus saith the Lord. No. 
Sometimes we say, thus saith the Lord, because the Holy Spirit says that. But some other time we just speak normally, and we are speaking by the Holy Spirit. And we never know that we are speaking by the Holy Spirit. That is when you are speaking to somebody. Let me help you understand this. The Spirit in a man, you have three, three spirits, you know, that exist on planet Earth. You have the Spirit of man, the Spirit of Satan, and the Spirit of God. And you see, the spirit of man is a man. So when a man is speaking, the Bible tells us that it is his spirit that is speaking. Perhaps of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But when Christians are speaking, sometimes you speak by yourself to other people. Some other time the Holy Spirit will take your mouth and speak. It takes discernment to be able to recognize that this is the Holy Spirit speaking. Mm -hmm. Some other time it takes the people to say that, what did you just say now? Do you know my mind? Are you reading my mind? When you hear questions like that, it's because during your discussion, the Holy Ghost has spoken through you and you didn't know it. So also people who have evil spirits in them, sometimes their spirit will speak. Other times, the evil spirit in them will speak. And that's the reason why those who have evil spirits in them, when they cast spell out of their lips, it is the demonic spirit inside them that is saying those things, not the human spirit in them. And those things are assigned by to other evil spirits and they fulfill it. So, here now, I have helped you to understand that you must be conscious of the fact, if you are born again, that the spirit of prophet lives inside you, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And you must also recognize that you can speak on behalf of the Holy Spirit. That you can speak on behalf of God. Whenever you see a situation that is not in line with the will of God, speak out. And make declaration and revoke those things immediately. Revoke them immediately. And when you do that, those things will happen because they are in line with God's word and God's will. And of course, the third dimension is when you speak, um, the, the declaration of faith is prophetic. There shall be, a, there shall be no dew or rain except by my word. It's prophetic declaration. But if you look at when Elijah met the woman, the widow of Zarephath, after the, Holy, the Lord told him, the word of the Lord told him, go to Zarephath. And the woman said, I have nothing. He said to the woman, do my own first. And when he said, do my first, that is a word of faith. I have received prophetic direction that you will feed me. And you say the one you have is for you to eat and die. I am saying to you now, by faith you do my first. When you do my first, you see what will happen. That's a word of faith. And when the word of faith goes out, prophetic will follow. Because if you look at that scripture in chapter 17, it says, and after he said that, do mind for us, he said, for thus saith the Lord. So prophetic utterance can be triggered by a prophetic declaration, which is when a man decides to make a declaration on behalf of God, like in chapter 17, 1, when Elijah said, there shall be no dew or rain except by my word. However, after you have uh, you spoke in that chapter 17, let's say this again. The book of First Kings chapter 17. So when Elijah said there shall be no dew or rain, if you look at the next verse, it says, The word of the Lord came to him. Okay, that is utterance. So when you make prophetic declaration, then utterance will come. But that prophetic declaration must be made out of your spirit, not out of your human mind. Mm -hmm. Alright? Because the word that comes out of your human mind has no power. 
But the word that comes from the spirit of man carries the power. We have been looking at that spirit, soul, body, and mind in the church for a few weeks now. Now, therefore, and this word that comes out of the spirit of man is always provoked by circumstances. And in this situation with Elijah, he just fed up of Jezebel and all the king of ministers, and he just spoke out of it. And so you must understand that when situations are tough around you, when you see people who have situations that you know are terrible by the devil, what the Holy Spirit is, is pushing you into is a provocation in your spirit. And when you are provoked in the spirit and you make a declaration, then prophetic utterance can come. The word of the Lord can, can come to you. And we look further down in the same chapter when uh, the brook dried up from verse 7 of, of 17 of, of um, Kings, you will discover that the word of the Lord came to, uh, to Elijah and said, go to the woman, the widow of Zarephath. But when he got to the widow of Zarephath, the widow of Zarephath, if you read it to verse 17, the widow of Zarephath, you know, from verse 9 really, he said, as long as she went to Zarephath of, the, of Sidon and stayed there, I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. But then says, so he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there, as the Lord has said, she, and, and she was gathering steam. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar? You see the testing? So I made have a drink. As she was going to get the, the water, and, and then he said, and bring me please a piece of bread. <laughs> And the woman said, as surely as the Lord lives, the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. We say this now. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jar. It says, I'm gathering a few things to take home and make a meal for myself and my son to die. And that's it and then we die. Elijah said to her, hear this, this is the word of faith. Do not be afraid. Remember Exodus 14. When Moses said to the people, Stand still. He said, Do not be afraid. Stand still and you will see the deliverance the Lord will give us today. That is word of faith. But then he said, immediately after that, The Egyptian you see today, You will see them no more. That is utterance. That is God speaking. But the word of faith, He said, Don't be afraid. Go home. And do as you said. But make a small cake of bread for me. From that, from what you have. And bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For thus hear the Lord. You see now. For thus hear the Lord. The word of faith provoke prophetic utterance. Mm -hmm. Prophetic declaration provoke prophetic utterance. Why am I saying this to you? Because I want to teach you about the ministry of angels. Every word of prophecy, as we have seen in our previous lecture, is the word that comes from the very mouth of God, isn't it? Yes, we saw it yesterday when we were looking at the book of Isaiah from 55. Let me go that through again with you. When we speak, it is the Spirit of God that speaks through our lips. And in Isaiah 55... Verse 11, it says, So is my word that comes out of my, uh, my mouth. It will not return back to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I said, 
You will never see God say anything anywhere except to the mouth of man. Why? Because Isaiah chapter 51 verse 16 says, I have put my words in your mouth and cover you with the shadow of my hand. So, but I want to help you know today, when we speak declaration, or prophetic declaration, or we speak word of faith, or we speak under the unction and utterance that does say the Lord this and this and this will happen, or this is what God had determined to do on this day, this will happen, on that day that will happen. Or we look at a believer and we begin to speak a word of faith into their life as a blessing or prophetic declaration, like you did yesterday. You send the word before the person. Or if you make it to yourself, you are sending the word before you because the word speaks about the future that will happen thereafter. Or when you say to a sick person, you are healed in the name of Jesus. And you say to the cripple, walk in the name of Jesus. Or you say to the blind, receive your sight. Or to the dead, you say, I command life back into this body. And those things happen. What takes place between your speech and the happening is angelic ministry. Angelic ministry. And this is the reason why believers of Christ must know very well about the ministry of angels. Who are angels? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. It says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? If you look at the word ministering, it is a word that comes from minister. As somebody who is a minister, the activity he engages in is ministering. And when I, when I pray for you, I am ministering to you. When you pray for me, you are ministering unto me. I was looking at the, the, the uh, definition of ministry in the dictionary. And it's interesting that minister of the gospel is part of the definition of ministering. And then another definition of ministering is a diplomatic agent. <laughs> and I think that will best suit my definition of angels. They are diplomatic agent or an ambassador representing state of sovereign or sovereign in a, a, a foreign country. Alright? So, angels of God, therefore, are messengers sent by God. To serve those who will inherit salvation and who has inherited salvation, whoever believes that Jesus is the Son of God, whoever has accepted Jesus Christ into his heart as his Lord and Savior, you have become the inheritor of salvation. You are the one that the blood of Jesus was shed for. And you are the one who have inherited salvation. And so, the angels of God were created by God, therefore, to minister to you and I who believe in Jesus Christ. They are to minister to us. So minister means to receive from God what we need and bring it to us. And how do we get things from God? Sometimes God in his sovereignty just decides to send you a blessing. Because he's a father. You didn't ask him. And some other time we pray. And he just answer the prayer. And some other time we decree. And just don't make it happen. Sometimes we declare. And God makes it happen. But 
between the time of you speaking or between the time that God sent reply to you or bless you with something is the ministry of angels. <clears throat> they are the messengers of God that administer those things. That's the first thing you must know. The second thing I will distinct here, because I will talk more about them uh, tomorrow is Friday, maybe on, on tomorrow or Saturday. Those are demons, fallen angels. And I want to read this briefly because my dwelling today is on the work of the holy angels. But I need to let you know because this is broadcast all over the whole world now. And when it comes to angels, many Christians have been misled. When it comes to demons as well, many Christians have been misled. There are Christians who call the name of angels. They believe that they can call angels and send them message. You cannot. Angels don't obey the word of man. They only obey the obedience of God. That's the reason why the word of man that will put angels into action is the word of man which God put in his mouth. Either he is speaking in line with the word of God from his spirit or the Holy Ghost put the word in his mouth as utterance or he, was, he, he just spoke by, by faith but it must come from his spirit. Sometimes prophetic declaration it looks like uh, the word of faith but there are two different things. Okay, word of faith is telling you that, you know, God says something, so you get me. This is going to happen to you. But prophetic declaration is speaking what will be, which has not been, and it shall be. Of course, is what word of faith and prophetic declaration, they have a point of meeting. The point of meeting is the end of the production, the factor they produce. I can tell you a lot about it because I operate in all this stuff. Now, Similarly, there are many Christians who have been dis, uh, uh, misled about demons. And all their life is about demons, 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 demons. They are so much misled by demons. They have heard more about demons than they had about angels. And this trip for the next three days is for you to help you understand. So let me talk about demons a little bit. Demons are fallen angels. They are angels. No evil spirit give back. I've had some people who believe that you know, demons are given back to by foreign angels or some evil spirits are given back to It's all trash from the devil. If we believe that demons can procreate, then we, what we are saying is that the word of God is not true. Because when God created man in his image, it's only man he gave the ability to produce man. God did not give any spirit ability to produce human spirit because all human spirit come from God. I will together now. So, but how did demons came up, come about? <clears throat> we can see that in the book of Isaiah chapter uh, chapter 14 verse 12. We read about Lucifer was falling. And Ezekiel chapter 28 from verse 12 as well. You will see about how Lucifer did make and stuff. But that's not what I, I want to talk about today. But the origin of their fall is this. Revelation 2.7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But there was, they were not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. That is the beginning of falling angels. They lost their place in heaven. It's good that we are reading the book of Revelations now, and we have just finished reading that area of Revelation. If you go further down that area, it says... It says in verse 9, the, the dragon, the great dragon, was hauled down. That ancient serpent called the devil 
or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hauled down to the earth and his angels with him. So you recognize that it talks about angels. It didn't talk about demons here. Alright? But all the angels who are fallen angels. About two days ago, you read about them in the book of Revelation. Let me give you a little bit more. In the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 18, Jesus said, Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Isn't it? I have given you authority over all the parts of the enemy, and nothing of his by any means will hurt you if you are born again. This is Jesus' word. <clears throat> then in Isaiah chapter 14, 12, I've told you that revelations also uh, 12, 7. But in that revelation 12, he did not say that the demon called him fallen angels. Satan with his fallen angels. Yes, his angels. <clears throat> <clears throat> then if you look at Second Peter chapter 2 verse 4 it says for if God did not spare angels when they sinned but sent them to hell putting them in gloomy dungeon to be held for judgment so you can see here that the angels that the John referred to Peter referred to them as well and Peter said that God did not spare those angels when they sinned and Isaiah said that they sinned with the devil and revelation chapter 12 from verse verse 1 to 6 talks about them and 7 down tells you how they were kicked out of heaven so we understand that these angels they are talking about here are the fallen angels but look at for if god did not spare the angels who are when they sin that is second peter 2 4 but send them to hell putting them into gloomy dungeon to be held for judgment and in jude verse 6 and the angel who did not keep their position of authority but abandoned their own home these have been kept in darkness bound in everlasting chain for the judgment on the great day so you see that you are talking about foreign angels now I go to Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 17. It says they sacrifice to demons which are not God. Gods they, they had not known. Gods that, that recently appeared. Gods your fathers did not fear. You understand now that Christians should not fear demons. If a Christian is trying demons, something is wrong with you. It's because you have been misinformed about these evil spirits. Now let us now go further because they are talking about angels, now they talk about demons. Who are these demons there for? If you look at the book of Revelation chapter 9, about the seven trumpets. When the sixth trumpet was blown, you begin from chapter 8 when it talks about the seven trumpets. But in chapter 9 of Revelation, when the sixth trumpet was blown, verse 13, the sixth angel sounded his trumpet. And I heard a voice from her, coming from the horn. Of the golden altar that is before God. In verse 15 it says. And the four angels. Who had been kept ready for this hour. And day. And month and year. Were released to kill a third of mankind. That is the plague that came. Verse 18 says. A third of mankind was killed. By the three plagues. Of fire, smoke and sulfur. That came out of their mouth. However. Verse 20. The rest of mankind 
that were not killed by the plague still did not repent of the works of their hands. They did not stop worshipping demons, idols of gold, bronze, silver, bronze, stone, wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their mother, magic acts, sexual morality, and their theft. So you can understand here that these demons who are fallen, these demons are fallen angels. Because everywhere you see idol in the world, it's a fallen angel. They are, they are worshipping and they are demons. And it also helps help us here to know that they are the one responsible for all this godlessness in the world. Part of their responsibility is murder, magic arts, sexual morality, theft, and the rest of all these things that Satan introduced to the world to get people, human beings, engaged in, which are the things that God hates. You have read it today in the book of Second Kings again. You know how Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, Hezekiah who was said to be the best king of, of uh, Judah, who upheld God and upheld the doctrine of Father David, gave back to a boy called Manasseh. And that Manasseh of a man brought back all idols. You saw it. It is demons that are working in them. Demons are the ones who work in people to shipwreck them, to make them disobey God. And his son continued in his... In his uh, in, his, uh, in the detestable thing of his father, he did not follow his grandfather Hezekiah, only for God to send the grandson, all right, Josiah, who now put everything right back. So, you understand that all the promiscuity are, are, are engineered by evil spirit. Now, let me tell you, that is the reason why, if evil spirits are sent by Satan, who made people promiscuous, no wonder the God of heaven has given his angels to minister to those who will inherit salvation so that they will minister godliness to you as Satan minister evil to, the, to, the, to people to perform evil. All the way, areas of godly behavior, you know, helping you and I to escape the trap of Satan, which is temptation. Whenever Satan set temptation for us, the one who helps us to escape it, they are angels. And the one who you know, the one when we are having battle, the one who fights our battle for us, they are angels. You know, because the Bible tells us very, very clearly that these angels are ministering spirits. They are sent by God to minister to us who will inherit salvation. And you can see as it is that the, um, the evil spirit minister a, a recklessness to people and they make people behave anyhow. You understand now? They make people behave anyhow. So also, the King of Heaven has given us His holy angels who also help us in our behavior so that the things that we are doing is in line with what Heaven has ordained for us. Do we get that now? So, let us now go into you in the area of active operation. Do we pray to angels? No, we don't. How do angels work? They are under the command of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit command angels. And when they command angels, angels will obey the bidding because angels obey the bidding of God only. Are we together? They are the ones who listen, hear what God is saying and whatever God says, the angels and the angels now are, are compelled to make sure that what God said 
happens. So when the Holy Spirit commands them, you just see them in action. I will get it now. So now, let me take you further down. Can angels marry or have sex or produce children? The answer is no. Angels cannot marry. They cannot have sexual intercourse with man or with, with themselves. Neither can they produce children. Look at what the Bible says. Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 20 verse 34 to 36. He said, Jesus replies, replied, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age, the age to come, and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage and they can no longer die for they are like angels. <clears throat> they are like angels. So what is, the, what is it about angels that Jesus is saying here likening those who have died to angels? He says they are God's children since they are Children of resurrection. He says these people are like angels. Let me go back into that. Luke 20. They do not give birth because they are spirit. 20 from 34. So, if the Bible says that they do not marry, they are just like angels. There is no reason for procreation. How can someone say that angels sleep with, Christ, with human beings? Angels don't. You know, the principle some people call husbandry spirit is a lie. There's no such a thing as husbandry spirit. It does not exist. Satan is the one who lied the lie. My father was an occult. And I know from occultism that when people say that they, they were dreaming and somebody is having sex with them, it is a man who is a witch or a wizard. And they have the demonic power from Satan, to transport their spirits by an evil spirit. As it, you read in the Bible, you, you know, we, we, did, we read with this yesterday and day before yesterday that um, <clears throat> Elijah was in, um, was in Israel. But the spirit of Elijah would go to a meeting in Syria because the, the angels of God by the Holy Spirit took his spirit to that journey. You had read in the book of uh, John yesterday that uh, John said, and an angel of the Lord took me up and took me to the spiritual. You understand? So demons also take those who are demonic into their, to their realm. So that they will make the man do what they cannot do. It is man who can have intercourse with man, not spirits of, of angels. No, they cannot. Because Jesus says that they cannot do it. So get that clear. But what your call used to do, why they do that is very, very simple. Sometimes they suck human blood, sometimes they afflict you with sicknesses. That's all. That's all. But what happens if you're a believer? Why would such, uh, why would, could it, what can make a believer a victim of such? Whereas a believer is not supposed to. Let me tell you the things that make Christians have such dreams. Number one, some Christians watch nude film. Some Christians, they, watch, they look at magazines of naked people. Some Christians imagine in their brain, they fantasize and commit fornication in their mind or adultery in their mind. Because they look at opposite sex sometimes and they nurse thoughts, sexual thoughts and they allow it to gestate in them. And whenever that is done to you, you know, evil spirit will come. 
Because they read your mind, your human mind, they can read it. Your spirit, they cannot access it. Anything God put in spirit of man, Satan cannot access until it comes to the human mind. I would get on that because human mind is what they interact with. And so by the symptoms of your mind, they can understand and read. And so, <clears throat> or if somebody has been feeling like having intercourse or sex and you, you didn't have it, you are deprived of it, certainly <clears throat> this spirit will come and they will invade you. So, if a Christian can educate his mind, that is by studying the word of God regularly and praying and saturating your mind with all these spiritual things rather than carnal things, it will be impossible for any spirit to use your mind. Nobody can conduct deliverance for anybody. Who is having such thing? No. What you need is to purify your mind by the word of God. If you are made to read the Bible and pray regularly and reprogram your mind, then you'll be free. But if you don't reprogram your mind, there is no amount of prayer they pray for. The spirit that is afflicting you, they don't live in your body. They, they, they are marauders. Uh, the book of Zechariah tells us that. Marauding spirit. They maraud. You know, they fly like in one day they come to an area, they just say, let us press them down here and collect some blood. And people will start, be, they will be feeling pressed down and stuff like that. And those who have Christ there can command and they go, if you are strong in your spirit, they can't even come near you. And this is the reason why Christians must garbage all these nonsensical doctrines that make you back a slave to the devil. Rather than concerning yourself with the books of demons, reading the book of confession of people, what do you need by that? Somebody confessed that he was in satanic world. What is your business? You want to know about satanic world? Go and join the cult. But instead of you to read the Bible, you are reading about somebody's confession about the demonic world, and you are not strong in the Lord. And by the time you are reading some of the things they put there, fear came in, demons will begin to afflict you. That's what it is. Christians should care to know nothing but the word of the living God. If I'm the only Christian, if all the Christians in the world are like me, anybody who writes the book about confession will never sell. I don't need your confession. But if people write the book about angels, I will, I will buy it. If they write the book of the visitation of Jesus, I will buy it. And people write it, they will show you in the scripture. That will build your faith up. I would get that like, I wrote a book on my encounter with the Lord Jesus and his holy angels. And I wrote the book when Jesus appeared to me in 2007, out of series of encounters with Jesus. And Jesus told me by himself that now start writing books. I will have written book for years. I refused to because he did not tell me to write book. Because if God did not, because you are a minister doesn't mean you should write books, really. I tell you, that's another thing. If God did not tell you to write book, if you write book, you will go into debt. Because for minister to write book is not a means to make money. It is the primary purpose is to communicate God. So that others can read and know God. If you have special encounter with God, or you have a passion to write about, about salvation, about testimony. Those are the things that Christians should be reading. Those are the kind of books that Christians should be buying. Books that tell you what to do to grow spiritually, to grow in your work with God. Because those books are material that will help you. They are profitable. But all the books of my confession when I was in Kingdom of Darkness, what's my business when you're in Kingdom of Darkness? When Jesus said to me that, I, and when Paul said, I can't know nothing except Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection, and I say I'm a Christian, and then they said about Satan, Satanic kingdom, and I'm interested. Can you imagine, how can I be interested about the one that is falling? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, believers, you understand, these are the things that you read, and they will operate your spirit, and evil spirit will come, and they will molest you. But, or else, they have no power. 
over you. So demons or fallen angels, they cannot have sex with man, neither can they procreate. I've heard people say that uh, the Bible says Genesis that Nephilim are on earth. Did, did, who told you that Nephilim is, is a fallen spirit? Those who call them fallen spirit, it is their inference because the Bible did not say so. And when you talk about the sons of God and the sons of men, you only need to go and read the book of uh, Matthew and the book of Luke. If you look at the tracing of the genealogy as read by, by, by Matthew uh, in chapter, chapter 3 of Matthew, when it talks about the genealogy, let, let me get that to you. The genealogy of Jesus Christ. Yeah, chapter 1 of Matthew and chapter 3 of Luke. In the chapter 1 of Matthew, if you look at from the beginning, I won't read everything. It says, Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. And he traced it down from Abraham to, um, to Christ. And he, he read that through uh, uh, Jacob, the father of Joseph, and the husband of Mary, and then to Jesus Christ. But if you look at Luke, Luke in chapter 3, let me look at that from verse 21. He began to trace the genealogy of Christ, and he says, verse 23, he was the son of so it was thought of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Martha, and he continued to trace from Joseph down to Abraham, to, to Adam. And when he got to verse 38, he says, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. So sons of God are referred to the genealogy of Seth. And so, all those people who say to you that Nephilims are... Nephilim just means giants. That's all. But whose report shall we believe? Jesus says angels don't marry. And that settles every confusion. No one can argue that any longer. Come on, let's go further. Now, this is crucial. Where we're getting to now. Because my heart is to help you understand who are angels, who are demons, so that any one of you who have been enslaved or, or indoctrinized or, or you know... Uh, uh, you know, misinformed about demons, you stop looking for demons. Don't buy any book about demons. You buy it, then they will visit you. Are you giving them the right to do so? Because you came to learn about them. You buy books about angels, about angels of God, which is the scripture, or encounters in God, you open yourself to angels. Whatever you can, you have to, that is the one that can visit you. Now let's look at this. I said the other time that angels do not listen to the command of man. They obey the biddings of God. Look at the book of Psalm 103, verse 20 to 21. It says, Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who obey his bidding. I was happy today when I read the book of Revelations. You know, I couldn't stop reading from 20. I went to 21. I began to go back to all the part of Revelation before, and there was the angel who arrested the devil. The Bible said that angel, a mighty angel came from heaven and bind him with chain <laughs> and threw him straight into hell. No matter how the devil thinks he is powerful, just one angel. Now it's not all angels. One angel came from heaven and he bind him with chains and threw him into hell. Hallelujah forever. And that angel is the one God sent to you to serve you. <laughs> 
Each of those angels have power to bind the whole demons with, the, with just a command. And they will throw demons into hell. They have the power to do that. But these angels obey the bidding of God. Angels are so disciplined, you know. Very disciplined. I, I mean, we'll talk more about that. They are very highly disciplined. They don't talk when they, they are not told to talk. They will be, they will be where you are. You see them. You can do any bad thing. Their face will not change. And you can do any good thing. They will not be commended. They won't commend you. They will just be looking at you. They, they will do what God is doing. If you see an angel smile to you because God is smiling. Anything an angel says to you, that is what God is saying. They obey the business of God. But who is the one who speaks to angels? Is God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. And this is what you must understand. It says, praise the Lord. Psalm 103 verse 20, 21. Praise the Lord, you his angels. You mighty one who, who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all you heavenly hosts. I love it. You his servants who do his will. So they do the will of God, not the will of man. Mm-hmm. However, if angels are beings who obey the bidding of God and they do the will of God, it means that any one of us can easily understand this, that any time I'm going into the will of God. There's an angel involved. Anytime I speak something in line with the will of God, an angel is assigned to my word. Anytime I speak the bidding of God of heaven, angels are assigned. So which means that the heart of every Christian is to make sure you, you, you just love God with all your heart. Get close to Him so much. Pray all the time. Read the Bible all the time. Forget about all these useless things in the world. Somebody hurt me. Somebody did. Let anybody do what they want to do. What you want to do is just to face God. Satan will use everything, throw everything against you to try to detract your attention. Do not give him your attention. There is more to be revealed. I was in Patmos. Was it last year or year before the last? And two years ago, with some of you, and that night we got to Patmos. I said, Lord, what am I doing in Patmos? How can I come to the island of Patmos? Where you appear to John? Tomorrow we are going to this spot. And I do not have encounter. Please, Lord. And that night an angel of the Lord appeared to me. And that angel taught me for three hours. Three hours. He said the father told him to teach me three things that human beings can do. And they will win God's favor. I have done teaching on it. Go and check my, my videos on your YouTube or wherever. Three things that people can do. And if anybody does, he said, he said God will love him so, so much. The base. This year in the month of March, the, the, another angel appeared to me and told me. He said, look, tell God's people on earth. They do not pray. They do not use God, the Holy Spirit, as they ought. He said, tell them to pray. You know, we send fire of God to consume the enemy to destroy. And he's destroying the enemy. He's destroying all weapons of the devil. We have been doing that. We are destroying the devil. But we are asked, we, we, I never thought that we need to send fire into ourselves. Until the angel told me that. Pray to God the Holy Spirit. Pray to him and ask God the Holy Spirit. Send your fire to my mind, to my soul, to my spirit, to my body. And he said, tell that fire to destroy everything the devil has coded in you from the day you were conceived. I, I never prayed such prayer before, but angel told me. Angel told me. Tomorrow I will tell you more about my encounters with angels. Come on now. But you see what draw a man to encounter is this. 
You, nobody who engages himself with civilian affairs can satisfy his commanding officer. That's what Paul said to Timothy. All these earthly things that you allow to rob your mind from God, you cannot occupy your mind with two things together. Your mind can take only one body. You can only love God. You can't love God and Satan. You can only love righteousness. You cannot love sin and righteousness. You can only love encounters with God. You cannot love worries, trouble, fights, quarrel, pride. Does that mean that we are not blessed? What are you talking? Everybody who does the will of God, God bless them beyond. It's a matter of time. They will not die before they are blessed. God will bless them. I mean, it will bless them in a way that people cannot comprehend it. That is the God we serve. The heart is His. He wants us to turn our heart towards Him. You want to see angels? That's just the medicine. Now, therefore, note from that scripture, whenever a word proceeds from the mouth of God, angels are bound to make it happen. That is from the book of 1, 1 Psalm 103.20. Second thing, remember what God said in Isaiah 55 verse 11. So, if, God, if angels will do what God is saying, look at what God said in Isaiah 55, 11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So, the word of God, when it goes out, it has the desire of God, not the desire of man. And it has the purpose from God, not the purpose of man. So, if God wants to heal a sick person, and you say to that person, be healed. The desire of God is to heal the person. The purpose of God is that person is manifest in healing. But God needs a vessel on earth to speak it on earth. And you are the one who just, you are available. Do you know why everything that Jesus did was possible? Look at what Jesus said in the book of John chapter 5. Holy Spirit just gave me that to tell you now. What's the brain behind Jesus? Jesus went to the Bethesda pool at verse 1 of chapter 5 of, of John. And he met sick and the blind and the lame there. But he went to one man. After healing that man, he left the others and he walked out. Why did Jesus not heal the blind and the lame and begin to kill everybody, lay hands on everybody there? There is only one man he restored and he left. That does not look normal to you. But that is normal to God. Because God has timing for everything. So the people were amazed and they asked Jesus that, how, how dare you even do this on Sunday? You know what Jesus said in chapter, verse, verse 19? Jesus answered them, I know it is Sabbath and I know the law of Sabbath. However, Jesus gave them this, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the father doing. So if the father is healing somebody on Sabbath, he's also healing the person. Jesus spoke to that man, because he saw, he saw God, it, it is the desire of God for that man to be healed on that Sabbath, and it is the purpose of God to make him whole. And so Jesus saw it, and then he went to that same man, he didn't go to other people, he spoke, rise up, and the man rose up, by angels. He says, I do only what I see my father do. He, he said, the son can do not only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also, verse 19. I read the NIV here. He says, for the father loves the son, verse 20, and shows him all he does. Love the son and shows him all he does. Because the father loves the son, he shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than this. For just as the father raises the dead, he and he gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he pleases. 
So if you look at their form, angels of God will do the biddings of God. And the bidding of God, whenever the word comes out from God, he has desire, God has a desire that he send, he send his word. He has a desire, that's why he, he wrote the Bible. Each verse of the Bible carries the desire of God. Each verse of the Bible carries lessons from God. Each, each verse, each promise of the Bible is pregnant of God's desire and God's purpose. And it takes a man who's speaking from his spirit for angels to move and make it happen. Because whenever the desire of God released upon the earth, angels of God will run after it and make sure it happens he will because that word released on the earth must go back to god and to give reply and he cannot go back to god and say i am unfulfilled god will ask where is the angel who is assigned to the world every angel has assignment to different words that god gave you and i'm going to show you some of the angels activities now if believers can understand this we will make our lives easiest under heaven we will make our journey very, very delicious and easiest under heaven. These angels are with us all the time. Many of us have not given them work to do because we are not speaking in line with God's intention and God's purpose. And so we rattle before God and nothing happens. That will change over you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, if this is so, that the word of God that goes out will not come back empty, look at what God now said about his word. Isaiah 51 verse 16. He says, I have put my word in your mouth and cover you with the shadow of my wing. God has stopped speaking since. He now speaks through the lips of his children and he speaks through the lips of his holy angels. So Holy Spirit speaks through children of God and Holy Spirit speaks through angels of God. Ah, Holy Spirit will speak through you to speak what God wants to do. And angels, he will tell angels, come on, they will make it happen. And then Holy Spirit will send angel to you to tell you what God is saying. Are we together now? These are our partners. I saw this year before we entered this year 2020. I saw heaven open and several angels were sent on. I told all of you. They are all over the whole world now. And I told you that this year God will answer prayer fast, fast, fast. Because these angels are there to make this happen. Look at what we are doing. This is about 161 days that we have been praying, isn't it? Can't it for me? Do you understand now? The angels are yours. <clears throat> if you have angels, and only one angel, bind Satan. So what are you afraid of? Come on now. Why don't you rejoice? Sing praises when you have battle. Bless the name of the Lord. Because it's another opportunity for God to flex his muscle. And for angels of God to go and fight. And you see with your, with your naked eye, you will see how angels fight. Because you are, you are praising God. You are not moved by it. It may be painful to your body, but no, you are not moved by that. You are not speaking according to your pain. You are speaking according to what God has settled. That's what God says. I put my words in your mouth. And now let me say this to you. If you recognize that God put his word in your mouth, that mouth don't use it to curse man. That mouth don't use it to abuse people. Because the Bible says that one source cannot bring sweet and sour. Are you with me now? If you use your mouth and you allow Satan to use your mouth all the time, you will weaken the authority that God can allow to reside upon your mouth. Because if God allows authority to be heavy in your mouth, if you say to somebody that you are stupid, the person goes stupid. If you say to the person that you are mad, he will just go mad. And God cannot allow you to be doing things like that because when he gives you the authority, he doesn't take it back. And this is one of the things that weaken the authority and the prayer life of many believers. Satan tear you up, you get angry, and you begin to say all manner of things. Curse this, cause that, curse that, curse that. And you know all the curse you are cursing will not happen. Because for curse to happen, you must assign a demon. And if a child of God curse somebody, 
Demon will answer him because they dare not. The angels will let them. I have heard about some ministers who somebody in their church or maybe their leaders, you know, rebelled against them and they went and they took most of the members away. You know, those who have been deceived must be deceived. The Bible says that for those who have been deceived, they, who will be deceived, they shall have to be deceived because they want to be deceived. So when those ones are deceived and he has relied upon them, everybody just left and he, he came back to where he started. That minister forgets that it is God behind it. And some of the ministers will go and curse the people. They will curse the people. Do you know that those curses, as he left their mouth, it falls to the ground. God can't allow it. Demons cannot obey because only demons, they are the ones who afflict uh, curses. Because Jesus said, bless those who curse you. That's what Jesus said. Any minister of God, any child of God who not curse those who curse him, what have you done? Disobedience. An angel cannot have, you know, implement a word of disobedience because it does not have the intention of God and it does not have the purpose of God. The person you are cursing is still a child of God. He rebelled. Don't worry. He's still a child of God. You know, it does not stop his salvation. He will suffer, but it's not your business. You really should pray that God should not let him suffer. Have mercy on them. After all, they have gone out into nothing. You know they are going into nothing. So why do you then uh, multiply their sorrow? By putting your own curse. That's why God will not answer your curse. You see, but the fact is that because you are behaving in disobedience, when God said, bless your enemies, and these ones are not your enemies, they are just the people that God allowed to, 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 to train you a little bit, Maybe because you are relying on man too much, you make all the men leave you so that you cannot go back to God as you did originally and continue to rely on God. Or maybe God knows that they are going to destroy your work in the next um, short time. A mighty blessing is coming for you and these guys will hinder you. They will just come and say that the Lord told me to move on. They should move on. And why are you, why are you having problems because they move on? Move on. So that when they move on, finish, then God will visit you. That is what happened to Lot and Abraham. But you know that when Lot came back and then he came with empty, Abraham still took him. Isn't it? I think you answered me where you are. I don't say, Apostle, what kind of a man are you? The kind of a man that the Bible says something, that's what I want to do because I don't know when I will die. I don't know when I will breathe my last breath. Hey, somebody stabbed me at the back. Hey, because I have back, that's why they stabbed me. Praise be to God that he gave me back. And he allowed me to, to suffer the wound of stabbing. Hey, what about the person? May the Lord bless him. May the Lord not punish him. I would get that. That is the heart of Christ. If you educate your heart like that, educate your mind like that, educate your mind like that. The only one that can, that can, that can, only thing that can happen to me that will pain me is if I lose my salvation or if I lose the Holy Spirit or if Jesus appeared to me and said that I'm not satisfied with you. I will not sleep or eat for days until he come back and tell me that, okay, son, I have forgiven you. But if man, there's nothing a man can tell me under heaven. No, there is no threat a man can give me under heaven. The Bible says worms will eat their mouth. So, let me say this to you. For the word of God, to, for the word of your mouth to be the word of God, your mouth will be the mouth of God. And the mouth of God can operate only by the mind of Christ. Second, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 2, verse 16. Anytime you operate in the mind of man, and you speak by the mind of man, angels will do nothing. They will do nothing. But when you speak by the mind of God, by the mind of Christ, they do something. Don't worry. I know that our time is spent tonight. So, recognize this. I have put my words in your mouth. 
I who set the heavens in place, says the Lord, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who said to Zion, you are my people. So this creature is talking to God's people. God has put Holy Spirit in your mouth to speak. When you speak in the Holy Ghost, prophetic declaration, word of faith or utterance, angels make it happen. No wonder Isaiah 44 verse 26 says, He who carries out the words of his servant and fulfills the predictions of his messengers, who says to Jerusalem, it shall be inhabited, of the towns of Judah, it shall be built, and of the ruins I will restore. But what here? He carries out the word of his servant. How many servants of God are here? Wave your hands to me. If you are a servant of God, wave your hands to me. Everyone born of God is a servant of God. Who do you serve? God of Abraham. That is you. God will carry out your words. I say God will carry out your words. He will fulfill your predictions. Prediction means you can predict. How do you predict? Make prophetic declaration. If you don't have unction to give uh, utterance, make Speak a word of faith in line with what the Bible is saying. Stick to your life what God says should be in your life. Not the problem around you. Don't magnify them. Don't give testimony of Satan. Testify about what God says. Let the weak say what I am weak. Is that your own Bible? I am strong. Why did the Bible say the weak say I am strong? Does it say you should lie? No, because in the eyes of God, you are not weak. And so if you are not weak in the eyes of God, what God sees is what you say. What God provides is what you say. You are still battle and victorious in battle because the end of every battle is victory for a child of God. And you declare I am victorious. That's what the Bible is saying. You say those things, you put in years of God in action. Let me look at two case studies and we'll stop tonight. Two major case studies. The first case study is Jehoshaphat. Look at Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 14. It says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehoshaphat. This is when the people of Ammon and Manseah uh, came around uh, against Moab. They came against Jehoshaphat to destroy him. And Jehoshaphat gathered people to pray. And they fasted from morning till sunset. Just one day fast to one day fast. Not 40 days of fasting and prayer. One day. One day. What are you doing with 40 days that God didn't do anything? If you look at that one, they, they repented of their sins. They didn't go to God claiming righteousness. They begged God for mercy. If you, if you take any matter one day to God in fasting and prayer, heaven will move. Heaven will move. But who shall ascend the heel of the Lord? Who shall ascend the Lord? They cleanse, heart first. cleanse your heart first. Ask for mercy first. Receive mercy from God and then pray. If you lock up yourself for one day, God will answer you. And if you are not satisfied with one day, that is your own desire. Go for three days, almighty formula. Esther's fast. God must answer. Because it's his principle. So, after they have fasted, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord came on Jahaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benajah, the son of Jael, and the son of Metaniah, a Levite and descendant of Asa, as he stood in the assembly of the people. You are the Jehel of this time. <laughs> because it says all of you will prophesy in these days only one person at a time but now all of you children I want to hear them prophesy in your homes I want to hear children prophesy when I will pray for you tomorrow you will lay hands on those children they will get filled with the Holy Ghost they start to speak in tongues when I pray for you today begin to lay hands on all the children in their lips are prophecies undiluted when children prophesy is undiluted when I was a child I had vision open vision about an elder in church. And God told me everything. I was a child. I don't know what God is saying. 
And I called my father and told my father. Everything. When I was telling them, I remember I was playing. My father said, come down. Tell me what God told you. I said, I had a dream. And I saw uncle. And I saw this. And I saw auntie. And I saw that. And I described the bed I saw, how it looks like, where they committed adultery. And then I saw the child born. And that child grew. And the uncle was not told that it was this messenger at home who impregnated auntie. And then at 12, uncle knew and drove them out. The whole, drove the wife out, drove everybody out. I didn't understand the implication of what I was saying. I was a child. And then I said that after many years, after many years, God used me to bring the family together. <laughs> Hello? Your children will prophesy. They will see vision. They will prophesy. You know those children of CFT? I love them so much. All their life is God and book. God and book. God and book. That's what I taught them. And that's what you parents teach them. God and book. God and book. And we are seeing them successful. Let me tell you, those children don't, when I pray, pray with you, lay hands on them for me. They will prophesy. They will prophesy. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this verse I mean. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow march out against them. March out against them, he said. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Ruel. You will not have to fight the battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you today. O Judah, O Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them. Tomorrow the Lord will give them to you. Did you recognize that do not be afraid or do not be discouraged is repeated by prophets to people who are inheritors of prophetic. Because fear and discouragement is what the devil use to hinder prophecy from being manifest. But then faith is what God uses to release angels. It is faith that empowers angels to, you know, um, uh, bring forth prophetic words. You understand me? Now, after this young boy prophesied, what happened? The next thing in verse 20. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa, as God instructed. And they set out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah, and people of Jerusalem. Believe in God, or have faith in God, and you, you shall be upheld or established. Believe in his prophet or have faith in his prophet and you will be successful or you shall prosper. And this is Jehoshaphat's declaration of faith. When prophetic comes out, faith drives it and angels are put in action. You act on the prophetic, move by faith and you see angels operating because it is your faith that empowers the angel, enables them to do the work. However, if you look at verse 21, you will see Israel's act of faith. The 20 I read to you is Jehoshaphat's declaration of faith. Alright, prophetic declaration. 
After prophet spoke finished, he now began to make declaration, prophetic declaration. Now look at the action of faith, verse 21. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing. That is act of faith. Because we don't have weapons, we have to go. What do we do? Sing. Consulted with others. So sing to the Lord and praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord for His good is love and yours. Can you see that kind of faith? You are marching to your enemies that are fully armed and you have no ammunition in your hand and you are singing unto God. You are not looking at the ammunition of men for the arms of flesh will fill you and you are singing to God and your enemy is looking at you. They saw that your hands are off. You don't have anything. You are raising your hands so worshiping God and you are coming towards them and you are coming towards them. What will enemy say? Let them come very close before we strike so that when we strike one person, we can strike them down. That's what the enemy will say. And he will say, who will fight for them? What, what, what do they have? We just cut this one red-handed. And they kept on approaching the enemy. Your act of faith on prophetic word, look at what will happen. What will happen is angels will act. You will bring angels to act. Verse 22 says, as they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Mount Ammon, Moab, and Mount Ammon, Moab, and Monsia, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Mm-hmm. If you look at the last scenario, is Hezekiah and Sinatero. Hezekiah and Sinatero also, this Sinatero of a man who is the king of Assyria, he came and he surrounded Hezekiah just like he did, they did to um, Jehoshaphat. And they were talking all nonsense. If I read to you very briefly, the Bible says in the book, in that second Kings chapter 19, verse 1 to 3, when King Hezekiah had this, all their blasting and blabbing, terror and threats and siege against him, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and the leading priest, all wearing sackcloth. That is, humble yourself before the Lord, just like Jehoshaphat went to the temple and plead with God to the prophet Isaiah, a son of Amon. They told him, this is what the Hezekiah says. This, is, this day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace. As when children when, uh, come to the point of birth and there is no strength to deliver him. This is the message they gave to the man of God. The messenger of God. Isaiah is in a position like when you have a situation and you now go to God the Holy Spirit and tell him that I am helpless. Everything is gone. They are promised doomed, Lord. There is no way I can reverse this. That's the kind of thing. But look at what Isaiah said. In verse 20, he says, Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said. I have heard your prayer concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria. When you plead to God, God will hear you. When you cry to God, God will hear you. Not cry to man. I remember, I give you this scenario last. When I was a Baptist pastor, there is a woman who was barren. And the woman... God had promised, I prayed for her, God had promised that I will open her womb and she will have a child. And then she had um, uh, uh, a dream. And in that dream, what happens to her is that whenever she's conceived, in London here, whenever she conceives, she will see a black cat will jump on her belly overnight and pull the baby. And they will be struggling with the black cat in her dream. When she wakes up, she will be bleeding and she will lose the baby. And that has happened three times. And I said to her that this one, it will not happen so. Listen, 
What? She conceived now. And she, because after that losing for three months, she didn't conceive. She lost three times. She didn't conceive again for years. God said, well, I'm going to give you a child. God gave the child. And then that day, as I teach you, I taught in those days. That you are the solution to your problem. Not your pastor. You are the solution to your problem. Not your apostle. If you can turn to the Lord, the Bible says, whoever shall turn to the Lord shall be saved. The woman had that dream. <clears throat> when she had the dream, the woman decided not to come to me. She went and locked herself up because she said, apostle said, almighty formula, if you can lock up yourself for three days, it is impossible for heaven not to answer you. She locked up herself in pregnancy of three months. If she had told me, I would have said, I don't do that. She didn't tell me. She locked up herself. On the third day she had another dream, she destroyed that cat. Let me tell you, that girl is a graduate married now with children. I would mean that. So, when you cry to God, God answers. So, what did God of Israel say? Verse 32. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Concerning the king of Assyria, he will not enter this city or shoot an arrow. Can you hear this prophetic declaration? This is prophetic utterance, really. God is saying to them that the person at the gate will not shoot arrow. The person who said, I will destroy. And every city, he, his fathers have destroyed them, and he has destroyed several cities. And the God of heaven said that he will not shoot an, one arrow. He will not shoot. He will not come before it he says, he will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return. This is prophecy. He will not enter this city, declare the Lord. I will defend God says, I will defend my city and save it. Understand this. If you are in any problem and you are looking at me now, God said to you, I will defend my city and God will save you. This is the word of the Lord. He said, for my sake, not because of anybody. God will do it because of God. And for the sake of David, my servant, who I made covenant with. And David is in the place of Jesus Christ here. God will deliver you because of himself and because of his son whom you believe in. And when prophecy goes out, I tell you, if it is the word of God, then angels obey the bidding. Look at how angels finish this. The angel of the Lord carried out the prophetic message. Chapter 19, 35. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in a Syrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, they were, they were all dead men. This is what prophecy does. Prophecy causes angels to act. Can you imagine if you wake up every day, you make a prophetic declaration. You make a prophetic declaration. You'll be giving angels enough work to do. They'll be happy. They will love you. That's why they are not. To destroy the works of Satan. Mm -hmm. Look at when we started praying against COVID. Really, this is our 154 days that we are praying. When we began to pray against COVID, don't you see? Before we started praying, dead, 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 dead. When we started praying, the dead some assaulted. Then the beginning people began to require, recover, 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 recover. Now more people have recovered. Over 8 million people on earth have recovered. And the people who have died by COVID are not up to 900. Till date, by the World Census, WHO. 
But in those days, people who are dying by COVID were more than those who recovered from COVID. But we prayed, Kamaraba Santa. Listen to me. Don't let devil or problem seal your mouth. When should a Christian say he's strong? Is it not when you are weak and you're feeling tired and you say, get up and pray. Walk about. Crucify your body. Give God to your body. I, I, was, I was with my son today and I saw people running when I was taking to the station. They were running in the morning. I said, a sinner running when no man chases. Don't worry. So they were running. You know, every day they run. They have the time to run. They run like that. And I said to him, look at these guys are committed to running. The guy who is running, he looks fit. He doesn't have big belly. He's slim and trim. And yet he's running. I said, you see what they commit themselves to? And they're able to do it because every day they, they keep to, to, to their time. To, I said, because that is where their heart is. Their heart is to maintain the body. This guy is good for the body. Paul said. I said, but that's the reason why too. We pray in the midnight. And these people are sleeping. If you ask them, tell them that we pray in the midnight. You say, what are you doing? If I should have been slept by nine, we pray. Pray the day. That's what we commit ourselves to. But it takes discipline. For that man running on the road every day, it takes discipline. So for you to pray to God regularly, it takes discipline. And that is what we must give God. Angels will walk and they will act whenever the word of God is given. And we are going to pray. I end up by reminding you, Isaiah chapter 44 Verse 26, he carries out the words of his servant and fulfills their predictions. And then Isaiah 51, 16, I have put my words in your mouth. This is what you are going to pray. Tomorrow we'll look at angelic encounters only. Here, what my heart is to connect your yesterday prophetic into these activities of angels today. So that you know that if you can continue to speak the word in line with God, you will empower angels. Well, maybe the word empire is not the right thing. You will, you will get angels busy. That's better. That's better word. You will, you will get. Because angels are looking for the word of God to fulfill it. They are looking for what God is saying. And it is only from the mouth of man. When God began to speak through mouth of man, which is God, the Holy Spirit, or a man began to make declaration in line of the word of God without fearing the physical conditions, and he decided to change situation by speaking the word, angels will rise up because they obey the biddings of God and they carry out the prediction of the saints of God. Why don't you lift up your voice right now and begin to give God the praise. Begin to thank God for tonight. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we glorify thee. Lord, we magnify thee. Lord, we bless your name. Begin to thank God. Thank God for the authority of God in your lips. He says, I have put my word in your mouth. Thank God for putting his word in your mouth. He has given you the mind of Christ. He has given you the mind to remember the scriptures so that you can use the scripture when you are praying. And your scripture will become the compass of your prayer. Begin to give God the praise. Begin to give God the praise. Begin to thank God for this hour. Begin to thank God for this hour. Begin to thank God for this hour. Lift up your voice and praise the name of the Lord. Begin to give God the praise. Give God the praise who lives forever and ever. Mara Kabaye Torodusu. Me palende de Lord, we exalt you. 
Lord, we glorify thee. Give him praise for the authority of heaven that resides in your lips. Give God the praise for the authority of heaven that resides in your lips. Give God the praise for the authority of heaven that resides in your lips. Lift your voice and bless him. Bless him. Thank him for giving you authority. The authority of his word is in your mouth. What you are about to say today, right now, will be carried out by the holy angels of God. Remember, any word you speak in line with the word of God, angels of God will obey the bidding. They will carry out the will of God concerning you. Now begin to make declaration over your life. Begin to make declaration over your family. Begin to make declaration over your husband, your wife. Begin to make declaration over your children. Begin to make declaration again over your brothers. If you have parents, over your parents. Anything that is not right in, in your life. Begin to speak in, against them. Begin to speak into those things. In the mighty name of Jesus, Makalendo Roboshipa, Ekrete Madosh, Negretu Salamangre, Disorubo, Shektale Moskaradis, Eri Rabarade Boshata, Kandare Marebobo, Yenderobo Rimamunkrebo. Begin to speak in the name of the Lord. Begin to speak in the name of the Lord. Begin to speak in the name of the Lord. Meskala Mashanta. He carries out the word of his prophet. Begin to make declaration, prophetic declaration over your life. What should happen to you? Speak to your eyes to open, to the realm of the spirit. Speak to your ear to open, that you may hear the voice of God. Speak to your body to respond to God. Command your body to reject everything that the devil put inside it. Ask God the Holy Spirit to send his fire into your body and burn up everything inside you that is not of God. Destroy them. Fire, fire, fire. Everything that the devil has coded in your mind, the way of behavior, the way of responding, the way of reaction. Rita, Rita. It is a time to be free. Speak the word of God with boldness. Speak the word of God with boldness. Speak the word of God with boldness. In the name of Jesus. Any tree that God did not plant in your life be uprooted by the word of God. Begin to command peace into your body. Begin to command healing to your organs. Command peace into your life. Command peace into your family. It is not a time of guilt. It's a time to be free from guilt by the fire of God. If you have made any mistake, don't worry. Just begin to command that the fire of God will destroy the root of that mistake. It will never be again for you. Speak the fire of God into your spirit, man. Tell the Lord, I want to see, I want to see. I command you, my eyes, to see. I command my spirit to, to ascend into the realm of the spirit by the Holy Spirit of God. That the experience of, of John I will have. Experience of John I will have. Tell the God, the Holy Spirit, send your angels. Send your holy angels to me. Send your holy angels to me. An angel of the Lord appeared unto Abraham. 
and God was in the midst of them. When the three angels appeared, God was in the midst of them. Ye karata, they appeared unto Lord, and God was in the midst of them. Rika porotosa, tell the Lord it's my time to see. It is my time to encounter. It is my time to see Lord. It is my time to encounter. It is my time to see Lord. It is my time to encounter. It is my time to see Lord. It is my time to encounter. Visit me, Lord God. Visit me, Lord Jesus. 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 It is my time to encounter you. Visit me, Lord Jesus. Visit me, Lord Jesus. I want to see. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. One more prayer we are going to pray. You tell the Lord as you sent your angel to fight the battle of Jehoshaphat, and you sent your angel to fight the battle of Hezekiah. Every battle that risen against me, against my family, send your angel. Fight my battle. Fight my battle. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, Lord, as you fought the battle for Jehoshaphat, and you fought the battle for for Hezekiah, all battles that have risen against us, send your holy angels, O God. Send your holy angels. Fight our battle for us. Tell the Lord, fight your battle. Fight my battle for me. 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 He said, the Lord will arise like a mighty man. He will set up his zeal concerning me. Oh, he will triumph over my enemies. He will triumph over his enemies in my life. Triumph over your enemies in my church. Triumph over your enemies in my family. In the name of Jesus. Everyone that the devil has raised against us. Lord, march out like a mighty man. Triumph over them, Lord. Triumph over them, Lord. Triumph over them, Lord. Send your angels as you see. To Sinaterum. That the boasting of the devil. He will not be able to act it. The boasting of men. Some of all that they have promised doom. That doom will not take place. In the name of Jesus. That doom will not take place. Anybody who has been promised by man. A, 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 a message of doom. In the name of Jesus. It shall not hold. We revoke it. We revoke it. We revoke it. We revoke it. Any decision not in line with God. We disarm not them. Over our lives, over our family, in the name of Jesus. Over our church members, in the name of Jesus. Release your angels, O oh God. That your name be glorified. Thank you, Sovereign Lord. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying. Oh Lord, my God, I pray for everyone according to your word oh god we stand when battle rose against moses you fought the battle it ended up in prophetic singing when battle rose against Joshua, you fought the battle it ended up in prophetic singing. When battle rose against Israel in the time of Esther, you fought the battle and you changed the day of doom to the day of celebration. For everyone under my voice, oh God, you are the same God yesterday, today. The same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. I decree and declare every battle that has risen against us, I decree their defeat in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the Lord will arise concerning you. 
And the Lord will fight your battle for you. Amen. By this time tomorrow, victory shall be yours. Amen. I say bad news shall turn by this time tomorrow to good news. Amen. The promise of doom that may be before you shall be revoked in the name of Jesus. Amen. It shall end up in celebration in the name of Jesus. Amen. Favor will come for you in the name of Jesus. Unction of heaven will rest upon you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Holy Spirit of God will open your eyes Amen. to the realm of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God will open your ears to the realm of the Spirit. Amen. He will kill everything that is earthly in you. Amen. That hinder you from accessing the spiritual realm. Amen. Into the jet stream of the Spirit, enter therein. Into the jet stream of the Spirit, enter therein. Into the jet stream of the Spirit, enter therein. The Spirit of Revelation, receive it. The Spirit of Revelation, receive it. The Spirit of Revelation, receive it. The Spirit of Knowledge, receive it. The Spirit of Wisdom and Counsel, receive it. Say the assignment from God received in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Tongue set loose, Amen. prophetic rest upon your Amen. tongue. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless your name because Father, you have done it. Amen. Amen. As we have asked this in Jesus' anointed name. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. I cannot hear your amen where I'm standing. Amen. Let me read the blessings of God upon you. Stretch your hand before the Lord. May the Lord God answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. As you go from this place and you sleep tonight, may he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from his Zion. The impossibility of your life shall be made possible tomorrow. Amen. Amen. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices, Amen. all your giving and commitment, all your Amen. prayers, and accept your burnt offering from Amen. your hand. May the Lord God grant the desires of your heart. Amen. May He bring provision for you to fulfill your vision. May all your plans be empowered by God so that the angels of God will work in your plan Amen. and you will have good success. Amen. When Elijah said there shall be abundance at the gate of Samaria, he causes angels to make it happen. The Bible says that Arameans had chariots of angels and they ran. I say your enemies will hear chariots of fire and they will take to the highways. I say tomorrow as you go, it shall be shout of victory for you. You will lift up the banner of the name of God. And may the God of Abraham, the God of Bethel that made covenant with Abraham, and appear unto Isaac and fulfill it. And appear unto Jacob and fulfill it. May he appear unto you. Amen. May he fulfill all the requests of your life. Amen. In the name of the Father. Amen. And of the Son. Amen. And of the Holy Spirit. There are <clears throat> a good number of you who have been desiring this. Whenever the Lord appears to me, I tell you. Whenever angels appear to me, I tell you. What they tell me, I tell you. It is your time to tell stories. Amen. I say, the God who appeared unto me. The one who gave me the honor and the privilege to be able to see him. The one who had taken me to heaven a number of times and revealed my life to me. Just like the pastor prayed before we started. Aha. The one who had revealed to me things that will happen in various nations. In the lives of various people. Pray, Taramati. The one who speaks to me a silent voice. That is so silent but sharper than any loud voice. I say. May he appear unto you also. Amen. 
May he send his cherubims to you. May he send his seraphs to you. May he open your eyes to mix, mix with the worship of heaven. May your desire from this hour change completely. May he fulfill your days. So shall it be unto you. And so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. But what I've taught you today is to prepare your heart to give you the courage and confidence that if angel will appear at all, it's unto you. If anybody will be taken to heaven at all, it is you. And if angels will act, you have to speak in line with the mind of Christ. That is the most important thing. And that you must watch your tongue and your heart so that you will not be saying things that will ruin this authority. Okay? If you made a mistake, because some of you still struggle with anger here and there, the day you made a mistake, just go to God and say, I'm so sorry, Lord, send your fire, uh, purify my mouth, purify my mind, and then be watchful so that when the things that made you make such mistake come again, you, you will handle it because you are not conscious that you don't want to. That is the thing that God expects from us. He doesn't expect guilt from us. He expects us to recognize. As human beings, if we make mistakes, there is a throne of mercy. And you go to him, but continue in your boldness and speaking the word of God, making declarations. And you will encounter God. Really, before you see me tomorrow, you will have testimonies. Amen. Let's pray for those who are celebrating their birthdays. Wow, Lord, thank you for the days. These days, some years ago, that these people were sent to the earth. At different times, from children to, to fathers to grandparents mothers and grandparents we thank you father lord you are the one who has sustained their lives mm -hmm. as you have done to others you are the one who has been faithful to them the testimony of their life is full of the story of you how your mercy has prevailed how you have fought battles and won how you have helped them in the time of help in the time of need and how you have brought them to the place they never ever said they could get get to and also in anticipation of the future, for the tomorrow of these people is better. For the Bible says better at the end of the matter than the beginning. And we know that tomorrow shall be great. We know that tomorrow they will fulfill the, the mandate of heaven. We know that their tomorrow they will increase in the knowledge of God, in the knowledge of this world. We know that tomorrow they will not be disappointed. And I will ask for strength to come for them. We ask for resources from heaven to these people. In accordance with the word of God and promise, with long life the Lord will satisfy you. And he will show you his salvation. All will be your desires in your heart today, which we cannot reach. Father, we turn to you who can read the hearts of men, that you will grant those petitions. May the Lord grant your petition. And may the Lord give you the dew of heaven. And may you fulfill your days in the name of the Lord God. Mercy and honor and glory of God will not depart from you. So shall it be unto you all the days of your life. May the Lord grant you long life and prosperity. In Jesus' holy and anointed name. Any one of you that was ill today, you are made whole. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Tomorrow we will see. May the Lord bless you.